I just wanted to remind you, Nick, about the Jedi's mouthful. Now, if you're not aware of what the Jedi's mouthful is, <laughs> take a look down. We just, ate, we just ate at TGI Fridays. The waitress was very friendly. Very, very she was nice and perky. TGI fuckface is what. Yeah, that's what I used to call it. Um, they had, yeah, that was a. Have you ever got, you know, I hate when you go, when you eat, like when you're overseas or whatever, and you eat it like at American chains because they taste so different. Yeah. God damn it. I was, uh, I was in India. I ate it. Thank Kali, it's Friday. Way overrated, and then oh god! Yeah, is it TGI Fridays? Is it, does that stand? Does the G stand for God? Yes. Are you sure? Have you seen it? Have you seen it written out? No. Because you probably take religion out of a lot of things. Like for example, Taco Bell. What about Taco? They took Bell? religion right out of that place. You find religion after you eat it. You pray to God that you're not the latest victim. Now, Taco Bell. I do enjoy their food. I don't eat it very often. You should, but here's the problem. When you eat it, there's a repercussion. Yeah? It makes your farts shit. <laughs> now, that is um, <laughs> that is a slogan of the restaurant, right? Correct? Is I think, it, I think they it, changed it recently. Yeah? What is it? I, well, it was they had this really, like, kind of, like, I don't know, surreal... It, it was like a food for the inner ear. I understand that. But then they, they said, the, 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 this is going to make your shits fart. And then your farts shit, they reversed it. And then, um, <laughs> better, better than the competitors because we hate you. Now, I don't understand. Did, did, they, have, did they have to have a feces, piece of feces? Is that even the term? For the mascot? You know, it's like, I don't... To me, that makes me... And with a little sombrero on it. I don't... Right. It's not right. And, and also, the, because it's Taco Bell, and they're owned by KFC. Yeah. It's one big chain. Um, and it's weird, because you go to the drive-thru, and they'll offer you either or. Would you like some, some fresh fried chicken, or would you like asshole in a taco? I, I, it, it's it's KFC, a weird KFC, another abbreviation. you got TGF Fridays, KFC... What else? What is that? What's some more abbreviation? And then KFC, if you don't know, is Kali fucks chickens. <laughs> I didn't know that. And and their makes choice your, uh, makes your shit fart. And or your fart shit. What it makes it? your fart shit. But the thing is, like, what does it deal with these all these celebrity endorsements? Like, you got George Clooney on the uh, Budweiser commercials. Did you, I don't, do you I, really? I don't understand yeah. why I have to order. My Taco Bell from a giant mechanical Carl Urban. Carl Urban? Carl Urban. Like, you, you pull up to the drive-thru, and there's a Carl Urban standee with a speaker in his chest. Now, that was a guy's career that never really took off, eh? Uh, he, he, they kind of made they kind of pushed him to the forefront a little bit for the Doom movie, and then what other, some other movie. 
and, and he's got another. He's got. He does the Viking movie. The Viking movie is kind of headlining that, but that that's got to be it. That's his. That's his last failure, right? I don't mo- know. That movie's not coming out. That's not going to do too people well. People like to see people pick themselves up and rise out of it. I think people are looking forward to an urban renewal. We're driving. Know. We're driving. By the way, this is you know, to those of you that liked the last driving segment. The robot's sleeping right now, but we are so driving. And we are we're an exciting leg of the journey. We're going from uh, TJ Fridays to Nick's house. Oh, you think we're going to my house? I'm taking you on a detour. What? Uh huh. Hello, this is Devin Faraci, beloved of Calibos. And I'm checking in tonight to talk to you about Tom Cruise. I never imagined that I would see the day when I actually felt bad for Tom Cruise. Uh, but it's here. Yeah, and I feel bad for Tom Cruise not because his Paramount deal ended. And by the way, he didn't really get fired as far as I can tell. His deal just didn't get renewed. And, uh, you know, there is a difference between the two things. But I feel bad because Sumner Redstone, who... Uh, announced to the Wall Street Journal the ending uh, of Cruz's uh, deal, his production deal with Paramount, uh, was so weird about it and came out and said that he was doing it because Tom was nuts, essentially. Uh, which is such an uncool thing to do. I mean, imagine uh, if your boss went to the papers and started talking about the reasons why you got fired. Who needs to see and print the fact that you were pissing in the fryer later, right? Uh, you feel bad about it already. The thing is, is that um, Cruz is obviously bordering on the edge of out of control in a lot of ways and uh, this is only going to make things kind of worse for him and what's so bad about Cruz at this point he's got a wacky religion yeah okay it's stupid and Scientologists feel free to flame me but really, is it any wackier than anybody else's religion? Is it really any wackier than those little red strings that the Kabbalah people wear around their uh, wrists that they had to digitally take out of a couple of Ashton Kutcher films? I mean, think about that for a minute. It's just as silly. And obviously, he's not acting properly. He's going a little bit out of control, and he's going nuts. But um, generally speaking, we tend to love that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, uh, whenever Lindsay Lohan uh, pulls a stunt, we love it. But when Tom, when, when Tom Cruise does it, uh, we all feel creeped out and hate it. And I think the reason why is because we do feel like it's kind of a betrayal. Uh, Tom Cruise was our buddy, our son, our perfect boyfriend, whatever. And then he turned into a lunatic. But anyway, back to the initial point, which is I feel kind of bad for Tom Cruise because it was going to be tough enough for him to make another picture and just act in it and act in it well. Uh, And then that's his own fault, I guess. But now this whole thing, I mean, this has reached Mel Gibson uh, smiting of the Jews level in a lot of ways. It's been the front page of the New York City papers for the last two days. Uh, imagine whatever his next picture is going to be, how closely it's going to be scrutinized. There's a lot of rumors that he's been meeting with Judd Apatow and that his next movie may, in fact, be a comedy. That would be probably a good move, would be to show that he doesn't take himself too seriously. Uh, I don't know what Apatow would do with him. I, although Cruz has the kind of weird earnestness that works perfectly well in a Judd Apatow setting. I mean, that's what makes Judd Apatow's films really work. <laughs> So the weekend's pretty much over. Yep. And uh, Beer Fest raked in the dough. Yeah, Beer Fest was the number one movie three times removed. I think a number four movie this weekend. 
got beat out by. It was all, but it, you know, as far as demographics go, it did well for its target. People, it? people with a saline drip. That was it. It was ranked number one in that group. Um, I was hoping it would do better than fourth place, and I was hoping it would make more money than I think six million. I was also I was also hoping it would make so much money that they would be able to start shooting their new movie this fall. I don't know if that's going to happen though. Well, but it sounds like the Broken Lizard guys kind of have they're all kind of going to be doing stuff outside of the Broken Lizard troupe. You know, which is a, the collective. I don't like that. I don't I don't like the idea of those guys. I mean, I, I like them doing movies together. More power to them, yeah. But once you split people up like that and schedules start to happen, you, you could be risking... Uh, no, I know, but I think that... I like to see them... I think they're a talented bunch, and I like to... Like, I know that, that uh, Paul Soder is directing a movie, and he, I think he wrote another movie, so, you know, those guys are starting to do, you know, uh, you, know other, you know, other things. That's fun. Happy for them. Congrats, boys. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't people seeing your movies, you know? And I think and a lot, some people it. on the message they, boards would be like, because they ain't good. I think they marketed they it well, too. People. It's not like they did a bad job. It's not like Club Dread. They did a good job of marketing their fest. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Although, they didn't launch the website until like five minutes before the movie came out. I thought they had that MySpace page. Yeah, but, you know, it's a MySpace page. Yeah, fuck a MySpace page, by the way, as advertising. I mean, that's... Who are you marketing it to, you know? Some things make... It makes sense. For, like, if it was Win a Day with Tad Hamilton, that would make sense for a MySpace branding. But... Another Carl Urban failure, that movie, right? <laughs> Terrible. But I don't I don't understand why they had to re-release The Power of One and give it a MySpace page. That doesn't make Lou, any sense. Lou Diamond Phillips uh, movie. He, oh, that's the first power. This is the Stephen Dorff and Ben King. Holy movie. shit, you're right. I mixed it up. Oh my god, I'm sorry about that. But let's talk about the first power. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips versus Cult? Is that I thought that was one of Stephen Dorff. Uh, yeah, I think he was... Uh, it was at least Lou Diamond Phillips versus something evil. <laughs> well, that's that's him, in the mor- that's him in the morning every day. Yeah. He was uh, arrested for, I think, spousal abuse recently. I was reading. I was reading on the on the net. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The that diamond got rough, you know. Maybe she was cheating on him, that Navajo. <laughs> Poor Lou Diamond. His career blazing Actually, hot. Over overachiever. Honestly, he's an overachiever. What do you mean? For a guy who's main, his first, he played Richie Valens, who's overrated. He got. I mean, Labamba gave him a chance at stardom. He was in. A, he's been in a lot of movies. He's been around for twenty five years. Yeah. He has overachieved because he's never. He's never really shown much range, other than in the big hit. You know, he every once in a while he'd be in like because his career got. So, his career got so bad that he'd be in like erotica, like straight to video, like Showtime, like a movie he directed where it'd be like a basic instinct type thing, but instead of. Sharon Stone, for example, you'd have Lou Diamond Phillips. Like that movie where he fucks cultists, the first golden shower. He is shit, basically. <laughs> hey, he was he did have a kind of a remember he had a shot at stardom, like or at least he got a legitimate role in um Dakota. <laughs> no, well, it was in the that werewolf movie was on C- or shows on CBS for a while, Wolf Lake. But I'm talking about the. The um, Red Surf, Gulf, the Gulf uh, War movie that Matt Damon was in. Under fire. 
Courage Under Fire, yeah. You remember he was in that, didn't he? Uh, yeah, but Meg Ryan got all the accolades for that. He ate some train in that. Remember he was, whoa, he did not enjoy the train, the railroad tracks. Oh, he, he might have. He killed himself. That yeah. movie wasn't very good. No, and Meg Ryan was shit in it, and she got so much credit. Matt Damon was, I mean, he lost a lot of weight for it. That was the big, that yeah. was the big deal. He did know? lose some weight. Somebody else was in it, too. Uh, Denzel. Was it Denzel Washington? He was yeah, but there was a, another young actor, another good young actor in it, in addition to Matt Damon. A good young actor, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> Matt Damon. Here's the thing about Lou Diamond. Oh, you know who might have been, who could have been in it, but remember we were talking about that guy? What was that guy's name? He was in uh, Say Anything. He was in, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start saying movies, you got to come up with them in three mo- within three movies. Uh, um, the guy that died you're talking about? No, no, no. He was in Say Anything. He was in Galactica. What's Galactica? Well, not Galactica. Fuck. Gattaca. Come on. Oh, uh, Lauren Dean? Yes. He you got it within two movies. He was in Say Anything? He was, yeah. He was, oh, he was the boy ex-boyfriend of Lily. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she sang about him. Joe, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But he, he wasn't encouraged under fire. I just thought maybe he could have been. He was in Boring Under Boring. He was not in a lot. Of movies, and he was he, much buzzed about. It. He was in that movie, Bathgate, Billy Bathgate, and he was in the movie Jason Lee when Jason Lee played the Bill Mumford. Mumford, yeah. He's boring, fucking boring. Okay, so one of the readers and their voicemail yeah. said, "If we were to, if we were in charge of what trends we would bring about in Hollywood, yeah." And I think that's an intriguing proposition. Because, if we were in power, because I have, there have been some executives that have said, "Look, we really think that Nick and Justin should be." The, the real deal makers in this, in this so well I think it's our I think our ideas speak for themselves okay or at least the I'm thinking of we at Taco Bell our, that it makes our, our farts shit well we're driving through this neighborhood I fucking love by the way really why yeah cause it's fucking incredible There's what do you mean mansions of out the pussy why do you why do you ha- always grass on the is greener on the other side Especially if it's a big yard involved. Why do you? Why are you like this? Why are you Irma Bombeck? Why are you so in, into money? I'm I'm into material things. Yeah. Well, these these houses look. Uh, there must be a lot of like sports figures back no, here. No, this at, is like rappers. This, no, this isn't. This isn't. This is. Diff- this is an old money type of place. No, seriously. Oh, like Kenny Rogers. No, no, like uh, like William Hickey before he died. Oh, okay. But no, there's like no. Here's there's. Uh, Glad you take me here in the dark. I can't see any houses. No, but there's like there's like a bunch of them that have like hor- like horses out the asshole. Oh fuck, having horses. You horses know? are great. Why you want to? So when you if you move in a house like this, you're gonna have a horse. I'd love to have a horse. Look at that fucking thing. Look at that house. I hope Lauren Dean has a horse. It's the most boring horse in the business. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! That looks like a that is that looks like a old plantation. Yep. Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> Look at this shit on the left. Look at the size of that, Christ. It's not even finished being built. Mm-hmm. They ran out of wood. I know, and they have half a horse out front. <laughs> it's a sawhorse, Justin. No, my fault. Um, I hate the Richies. Fuck them. That's what I say. See, I, 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 the way I see it is, I, I want to I, I want. I mean, there's certain things I want. I, I want to have the ability to be in a place I never want to move out of, never outgrow, has all the all the fun shit I could possibly want. Okay. A great place to hang out. And, and, and I think that's, you know... I'll allow you to stop so you can go kiss the house's ass a little bit more. You know what? It's The houses are innocent, sir. 
It's it's how you use it and it's how you carry yourself. These people know. still, these people still shade. They're they're. Shit. Oh shit! I almost hit a slave. <laughs> they're they're far still shit, same as us. All right. I, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna roll down the window real quick. <laughs> Fuck Lauren Dean. <laughs> Seriously. It'd be the most boring fuck of all time. <laughs> this is Nick signing in on my way to see Gridiron Gang, the new movie starring The Rock. Um, all I have to say is that Devin said the movie was a pile of Christ kickers. And I have a feeling he's probably on the, tr on the true path in this one. Uh, I'll be interviewing The Rock on Monday morning and some of the results of that, which will be popping up on the ch podcast, I would hope. So, folks, this is the last time you will hear from me before the Gridiron Gang. Everything that's recorded after this moment is post-Gridiron Gang. And that may not mean much to you, but it means fuck a lot to me. Fuck a lot. I, I, I forget. Was Bill Duke in Pretty in Pink? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. He played Ducky? <laughs> I remember I wanted to eat with him one time and they came with the the check and they tried to hand it to me I was like Bill Duke you know I mean it's his turn <laughs> I remember you know it's funny on a, in the similar note I, I went to dinner with him once and I got sick from the food I went in the bathroom and vomited I was a John Cryer <laughs> our waitress was kind of dumb She's, I said Bill Duke she was like the the college <laughs> I was like, well, yes. So if you were in charge of uh, Hollywood, what about action flicks? What, you know, like action flicks are all about the, you know, die hard, die hard on a shrimp boat. Well, they used to be. Now it's what, on back on a... Well, even that Crank movie that's coming out with Statham, he, it's like die hard in him because he's like... That's, he, that's like... You know, he's, he, he has this, if he doesn't stop moving, he dies, you know? It's like speed, but it's, it's, it's like in a person. It's like shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jason Statham is a shark in that picture. Is it Statham or Statham? I thought it was Statham. But you know what I'm excited about that movie is like Amy Smart's name's above the title on that. Really? Yeah. I like Amy Smart. I do too. I mean, she's one of the best Gelflings working. But she's she's a cutie though. But she's and she's actually good in movies. But she's never in a lot of. She's, she's always kind of like a yeah, but she's workman like she, you know. She's got a 19 dexterity. There's no doubt. What was, no, I like Devin it. saw Crank and loved it. Says it's the torque of the new millennium, even though torque came out in the new millennium. Did he like torque? He loved. Uh, he understands what torque represents. Does, so he thinks it's a bad, good movie? Or he said, he yeah, he says it's a total ludicrous blast, which is what I felt about Hustle and Flow, because they were dissing ludicrous the whole time. Were they really? No. He was in it though. Ludicrous. No, he was in Crash. He wasn't in that. Are you sure he was? Well, yeah, he was in it. He was in, in both. It. Yeah. See, I thought the joke failed, but then I realized it was double damage. What? So I mean, like, if you what? What would you think the new trend would be? Okay, so Die Hard on it doesn't work anymore. It does kind of work though. Although Die Hard, like their new Die Hard, they're coming out with, doesn't it have? There's some hacking premise, right? Yeah. yeah. There's like a hacking, which is cool because it's 2006, and, and wow. that's they must. They must be. Um, I'm, I'm excited they're doing another Die Hard. So, so basically, kinda, John like, McClane becomes a spam blocker. 
Yes. Which is what I called it when he was dating Demi Moore. And they cast a bad guy in that movie. Who? Actually, his partner is not the bad guy. Edward Norton. Norton Antivirus. Alongside. <laughs> he wanted to crack a Norton Antivirus joke all day. Did it work? I don't think so. That'd be fucking great if he was a big crusader against AIDS. Yeah. Norton, he antivirus. Honeymooner joke in there somewhere, too. Um, where are we? Driving around. Kind of scared. That Medlock back there? Yeah, Medlock we're on Medlock. Okay. So, action films, what do you think the next trend should be? Because, like, Die Hard on an elevator or whatever's done, even though Andrew Bond's doing that yeah. speed on the other one. And uh, nothing on a plane, obviously. Um, what about, like, a... I don't know, like a... More unicycles? More unicycles. Instead of cars? Like, something like a... I'm trying to think of what... It could be silly if you filmed it wrong, but if you filmed it right... So, it's a, is, it a, is it a guy who's... Is there a... Is there like is is it like a criminal who's on a unicycle, or is the hero on the unicycle, or are they both on unicycles? Yes. It would be fucking weird if that's a great in beer fest, by the way. The little uh, the five. What, what do they the call that kind of bike? Tandem? tandem bike with five, and then what's his face gets on. One of the characters gets on and rides alone. Yep. And it takes him forever to get, yep. to get to get up and start riding. That was a good. That was a good gag. I thought. It was, it's, it, yeah, and that wasn't... But you know what? That's dumb humor. That's nowhere near as good as the humor in X, whatever is, whatever film you want to use. Oh, you mean like you are you taking on the Beer Fest haters? Or yeah, the, I'm just taking on the Broken lizard, lizard haters. That stuff's dumb. They write smart, dumb jokes. They do. They're great. They're heroes. They're heroes is what they are. They are great. Um, speaking of, Nick... I know you were talking, but we didn't talk yet about The Illusionist, which uh, we saw today. Right. Do you want to maybe interject that, or are you still on this action? I, I'm trying to come up with some genre shit. All right, I, I have some ideas. I don't mean to, can, we, can we talk about that a little later, though? I, I love The Illusionist. I'd love to talk about it. We'll talk about that fucking thing all day long. I hope not, but... What about, uh... Honestly, I was telling you at dinner... There needs to be a new trend where guys ejaculate and then catch the semen in their dickhole. That's a new genre. Or you're talking about action film. A little bit of both. I think I, they have that show. Um, uh, America's so talented. Uh huh. I think that I don't know what it's called. But it's something like that. America has talent. America's got talent. I, oh. That would qualify you, I think. At least you know. Yeah. Sounds like maybe you, you know, and actually, here's how you would sell that. You'd be mysterious about it. So, would, would you believe we have a guy behind this curtain who can shoot and catch 250 million of something? <laughs> and people are on a gonna, good day. They're gonna tune in. They're gonna tune in after the commercial. I don't want to see that though. I have to admit, I don't want to see that happen. I don't know, man. You've seen a guy ejaculate underwater. I, you know what? I haven't seen that. You've seen you, Steve's seen it on your computer, but I I just heard tell of it. I don't want to see that. I don't like to see 
pools on film in general. <laughs> Pool, pools? Just pools, period. Let alone people coming underwater. <laughs> That's not something I want to see. Well. That's something I want to read about. <laughs> and then paint the picture in my mind. All right, Justin. Speaking of coming and catching it. Yes. The Illusionist. It's uh, it's Neil Berger's new film. And Who was that guy? Neil Berger's did the Interview with the Assassin, which is a cool. Oh, movie. you like that movie? Yeah, yeah. I do. And uh, produced some of the producers are Brian Kaufman and David Levine, who we've had on this show in the past. They produced the Illusionist. Yes. The guys that did Rounders. Yeah. And they also uh, one of them writes for uh, Nations Punched. Splendid, splendid gentlemen. Very good guys. And uh, the Illusionist definitely feels like something they'd have their hands on because they. They're always, they're always, uh, they have a good eye for stuff that's uh, just a, has like this light hook to it that makes it, you know, special. And, you know, I, I think the interview with the assassin had a really neat little hook, and uh, I think this does as well. Yeah, it's it's neat. It's like a he goes it's, fishing. It's a love story. Um, it's about a, a very talented magician, illusionist, I guess, Edward Norton, and uh, Paul Giamatti works for a. Prince? Well, he's he's the, he's like a constable that. Is he? But is it? Is he? Is the guy a prince? He's a he's royalty. He's a prince. And he um, Rufus Sewell, Sewell, Sewell. Yeah. Did you hear about Vanity? She's like gone into the police, the FBI. Yeah. You think she'll finger Prince? <laughs> One of my favorites. Anyway, yes, you're su- you're summa- summarizing. So yeah, so then you know Rufus Su Sewell. I don't know how to say his Sewell. name. I think Sewell. 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 Well, how do you say it? Rufus Sewell. Say it again. Rufi. Rufi. Rufus. How do you say that last name? There are some uh, people sitting next to me in the theater. Yeah. Older folks. Boring as fuck out. Yeah. When uh, when when Rufus Sewell's name came up. Yeah. He was like Rufus. That was his uh, film criticism. <laughs> you know, like Rufus. Yeah. Well, um. I just like seeing him because that guy. I think he's pretty good in films. You said he was a little one note, but I like him. Um, he. It, but, but did you realize Bob Yari had his name eighty-three times in the credits? Did he? A Bob Yari film from Yari Productions. Yari's. I don't name. know who that guy is. He's some. He's. He's. he's I guess he's like uh, Eli Samaha or something. I don't know. So Rufus Sewell has an ang- angular mustache in this. That's pretty much my summation of the film. Um, but anyway, so anyway, Paul Giamatti. Is trying to likes illusion likes Edward Norton, but at the same time is tasked with digging into his background and maybe taking him down. He's causing a little strife, a little strife in the kingdom, right? With, with his illusion and illusionist ways, because he's uh, he's tricky. See, Whoa. he's tricky with how he does his dark arts. He's tricky, and he also has uh, tinted history. windows. Don't mean nothing. We know who's inside. He's he, he's tricky. He's uh, he has a a relationship with uh, the girl who Rufus is hanging with. Yeah, the Duchess, played by Jessica Biel, who actually I thought did a good job in this. She was, well, you know, she was, uh, had, you know, it was like a more mature role for her. I think she looked. Yep. She, looked she still pretty. had the bow and arrow with the laser, but <laughs> she uh, she was looking good in this, and she I thought she did a good job. Her role wasn't wasn't much. She was kind of she was a love interest, but um. She got to have a, a weird. They filmed that sex scene with pretty weird, didn't they? Yeah. I needed to see a little bit more Beale, a little less. 
Norton. Is that Norton's hand or hers? You know. Um, so well, something I learned about this film. Yeah. Paul Giamatti's got a lot of pimply forehead. Is he a pimply forehead? He's got a pimpled forehead. I didn't notice it. His forehead is encumbered with pimples. I liked I liked um, Giamatti's character because he was kind of a. Um, he was an amateur magician, and he was really taken with Norton, and he really liked, he just really was impressed by the illusions that Norton would pull off, and I thought that was kind of a neat um, trait to have in that character. I wish they kind of would have even put that more in there. Yeah. To- totally turn him into well, a nerd. the thing I, I took most from this was that Giamatti, his vocal inflection was unlike he's ever used before. He yeah, did not sound like Giamatti at all. Yeah. And there was no, none of that nerdy, ner- nebbish, nerd, nerd, going on yeah I thought he did a really good job of, of really stepping outside of the I mean actually this is uh, what Lady in the Water should have been for him in some respect I mean he even though Norton is the star Giamatti is kind of the guy that well Giamatti's in a, he seems to be in it more than Norton really yeah, yeah. and Norton's just great it's just great yeah and that's the cool thing about this movie is that um, this movie they talked about disappearing a lot and Norton honestly that guy's kind of disappeared. Like, yeah, where has he been since uh, tie-in? The tie-in job, really? Uh, no, nah, he was in, he was in I, Kingdom of Heaven for a little he bit. He was down in the valley this year, which no one really saw. Yeah, that'll be on video real soon, actually. But um, he's just he's kind of been MIA these last few years, and it's good having him back. I know he's going to be in a bunch of stuff coming out. Yep, yep. I mean, he's, he's clockwork. No, it's great. I mean, he's that's what sucks, is when you ever get somebody that is as good as him that kind of just drops off the map for a while. Him and Lauren Dean. That's those Tom are my C. two. Thomas Griffith. Those are my two. Thomas Ian Griffith. Yeah, that guy. That guy is great, though. Actually, you know what? He is great. He was very good in Vampires. Yeah, he was the he was the main bad guy, and he was in. Um, I caught a little of him in uh, Alien Resurrection. He wasn't in it. That's Michael Wincott. God damn, I'm an idiot. God, they remind me of each other. Well, Jeff Wincott's an action star too. Michael Wincott and Thomas Ian Griffith aren't the same person. Nope. Wait, what, well, so what, time, what was time, is, who was in The Crow? Wincott? Yeah, Wincott. Okay. Gra- best gravelly voice ever. Who was Thomas Ian Griffith then beside? He was, uh, Griffin he, was, he, was uh, he was the fucking who excessive else? force. Yeah, who else? What else? Is that it? He isn't in a lot of movies. Thomas Ian Griffith? Yeah. No. So he's kind of the bad guy vampire and then he kind of disappeared? Like the illusionist. Yeah. I like Win- Wincott a lot. Where's he? He's uh, he's out there. He shows up from time to time. Not enough. He's yeah. He does have the the voice of the. My agents. favorite. What's your favorite Michael Wincott performance? Yeah. Everybody says The Crow or Robin Hood. You know what the secret is? What? Fucking talk radio. Was he? Who was he? He's he, the killer. He's that crazy caller. Is he the killer? I think he is. Yeah. He is fucking hilarious on that movie. That movie is kind of a creep show though. It's a great movie. Yeah. Oliver Stone. A lot of people forget this. That's a Stone movie, written and directed, right? Written and directed. Written by Eric Bogosian. Oh, that's right. No, but he. Yes, yeah, right. Because that's Bogosian's um, stage. Is he wrote for the stage, right? Yep. Yeah. And then the stage wasn't available, so he played the part. God, I'm getting everything right tonight. Alec Baldwin, love him. Baldwin's in that. Yep. God, as a, as a manager, manager yeah. I can't remember that. I barely remember that movie. I just remember it gets destroyed at the end. Speaking of Alec Baldwin, William Baldwin, host of College Football Show. I, I guess, but you said that he's not working anymore, and he is working. College football. I know, but he's still, and he's in movies though, and he was great in he's, yeah, The Squid and the Whale. He was great in that movie. 
Although he was playing a very similar role to Luke, Luke Wilson in Tenenbaums, I thought. No, I mean, kinda, I, I kinda, see your point a little air, bit. I mean, they're both tennis players, right? But Airhead tennis player. But Luke, that's got to be Luke Wilson's best role, by the way. Oh, this guy's just parked in the middle of the street here. What in the nine salads is going on? What the fuck? Like, there's a ghost car just in the middle of the road. Now he's following us. Okay. Oh, we're done. Well, we enjoyed it. Enjoy it. We enjoyed life. It's Dennis Weaver in there. Um, who were we just talking about? Uh, Willie Baldwin. He, you know, he also he was also good, and um, you know, very good in, in the, the, the Wilson. Wilson. What was his wife's name? I was trying well, to. I was about to say Wilson Phillips. Yeah. Will, William Baldwin. <laughs> China Phillips. Yeah, he's also good in her. If you know. <laughs> She's cute, man. Oh, she, she is cute. Yeah. Back in the day. Back into the hold on to Not one wondering. more day. I know that there is change, but you hold on for one more day and you what's break the, free what's from, the, what's from the, the lyrics chains. today? And I know that. See, I know the. I know that song. That's what, a good song. What are you talking about? Bill Wilson Phillips. Oh my God! Someday somebody's gonna make turn me around. thin. Make me cry, make you cry till then. Interesting tidbit about Wilson Phillips: the fat one. Yeah, um, what's her name? Carney. <laughs> what a rude, what a rude, what a, weird, a horrible name to end up with if you're chubby. Carney. And if you work at... Yeah, Sideshow. No, Hardee's. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Go ahead. What about Hardee's? I just was bringing up Hardee's. <laughs> It'll make you fart shit. It really will. They're not going to be stealing Taco Bell slogan anytime soon. They're sharing it. <laughs> Those cute little sheriffs. <laughs> <laughs> It'll so, be funny if uh, Mrs. Wilson became a painter. Yeah. The art carny. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, what are you going to say about the fat one, uh, a.k.a. Carney Wilson? She's not so fat. I think she got her stomach stapled. She got her stomach stapled. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, she got her stomach collated. And then stapled. <laughs> That's a fucking scam. Though. She got her stomach stapled. Update: the stapler broke. <laughs> Here's what's weird: the person that was in charge was lazy. They just dog-eared it. <laughs> God, she's fat. <laughs> Funny. The, the interesting trivia I was going to give you about Carnival Wilson is that. She's she's thin now, yeah. but she still smells fat. <laughs> yeah. Of course, if we find out she listens to the podcast and loves it. We'll be her best friend ever. Oh, she get at this point, she's got to be immune to the fat jokes. I mean, they used to do they used to parody Wilson Phillips and Sarah Live, and, and Chris Farley would play, put put a wig on and play her, and they'd surround her by two beautiful him by two beautiful women, and it would be in the middle Chris that, Farley. That's a sight gag. Yes, but it was a funny one. I see her and I gag. You know what's funny though is um, there was uh, Ricky Lake, right? She was a yeah. fat fuck too, right? Well, I don't know if she was. I think she still is. Actually, there's no past tense. I think Ricky never really did the stomach stay, but actually, she looked pretty good. She had a talk show. You always thought it was kind of a parody, but it turned out to be kind of actual. Sad, sadly, an actual show. But go ahead, John Waters, actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky that's Lake. Where, Ricky Lake. Although looking at her, looking at her, she should probably be Ricky Ocean. 
Ricky Lake, uh, yeah, that's what, the thing that always weirded me out. The fuck? <laughs> Ricky Lakes. Jesus. <laughs> it's a, what weirded you out? No, the Little fact, Billy Ocean? No, nothing weirds me out about that man. Get out of he, my car. Get out of my dreams. Get in the backseat, baby. So he gets, get out of my car, get in the dreams. Get out of my dreams, get into my car. Oh, there you go. There you go. I reversed it. And that's that's the song about Robert Anglin's chauffeur. <laughs> what the- <laughs> oh. Man. Maybe not. But I think <laughs> Give the backseat. And Danny DeVito was in that video, wasn't he? Or no, I guess not. He was in the romance. The going gets tough. The tough get going. God, had, had, had a head. <laughs> Where's the- Billy Ocean these days? That's what I wonder. He's got to be still somewhere. I mean, I don't think he died. Uh, I don't think he died, but he's Billy Ocean. The thing I always hated about him is he doesn't know how to pronounce Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean. Caribou, Caribou Creek. He's like, that really bothered me. I just wish. You know, I think. Did you hear what happened? He got he, he grew he got a little older, and now he goes by William Ocean. Okay. Yeah. No, is it true that, that he's huge in England? <laughs> I mean, he's like I mean, you know, like some acts are a lot bigger overseas. Mm-hmm. They knighted him, Sir William of the Sea. <laughs> is it true? Let me ask you a question. Is it true that uh, Carney Wilson's huge in England? <laughs> Oh, does she travel there? That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, Let's try it again. Let's try it again. I know, I, know, I know she's worth a lot of pounds. A lot of euros now. Yeah, right? so, yeah, she, yeah so she travels out there? See, there you go. Here, let's try it again. Hey, Nick, did you hear that Carney Wilson's huge in England? Oh, uh, does she travel out there? You can't say her. What am I supposed to say? You should, you should be like... Oh really? She? Oh she? Did you take a trip? She? She's visiting England. England. Okay, and something like that. Let's try it again. <laughs> Nick, you're Carney Wilson's fat fuck. She's visiting England. <laughs> she is. Actually, you know what? She. I think she is actually kind of a thin, a th- kind of a thin fat woman. Did you hear that Carney Wilson's in a limo? Oh, she's visiting England. <laughs> Please step back into my dreams. <laughs> Please step away from the car and materialize back into my imagination. That let me scratch the dream part, my nightmares. Hello, is this Merle? Yes, this Nick. Is, how are you? Good. How's it going? Pretty good. Sorry to call so late. We got a little held up. That's okay. I stopped looking. I'm like. Okay, nobody else calls me this late. It's got to be them. Yeah, no. Actually, yeah, well, we uh, we, we got a little, little, little laid back. Sidetracked? Yeah, but we're here. <laughs> and that's Justin on this. Justin as well on the phone. Nick was checking out your MySpace page. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to see if there's any if it, any kind of like uh, dirt I could use, but there is nothing. There's a picture of I you at the T Rex behind behind you. Yeah, that. No, Justin, when you felt like an asshole, if she was at a family reunion, you just put down. No, actually, it was one of those. My husband, well, now ex-husband, took me to Jurassic Park. For our anniversary. 
No, you know it's a fictional place, right? Yeah, I know. Now he's a fictional husband. Exactly. So no, did he took you to the? Uh, did he take you to the Universal Studios, or did he take you? one in Orlando? Okay. Um, the only reason I go is to see the Richard Attenborough collect. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only reason I went is to see my mother get on a water ride and get soaked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was fun. Actually, I, I kind of liked. Did you did you watch the lady nurse the the robot Triceratops back to health? Yeah, that was just kind of creepy. Yeah, it's like, it, Justin, have you been? No. They nurse, uh, there's like a, there's a very expensive exhibit where you walk, you get, you basically walk around and then you, you go over there and there's a, there's a robot triceratops lying in the ground and there's a, a woman who fakes nursing it back to health. It doesn't ever get up, it just sits there and breathes. So, yeah, picture so, the movie with worse special effects. And oh, no Laura Dern. Watching it. I saw Jurassic Park 3. So tell, tell us, what's it like being related to Spinosaurus? <laughs> Isn't that who that was? Was that was it the T Rex? Who? No, it was the it was the the big one from three, I think. Yeah, the Spinosaurus. Yeah, I kick ass. Oh, the Spinosaurus. He had, he's the guy that swallowed the satellite phone, right? The, yeah, the sat phone or whatever. Right. Yeah. And every time I hear that ring, I giggle. I'm like, hey, there's a dinosaur. Interesting trivia about uh, that film. Richard Schiff. Was he in? The, he was in the second one, Lost World. Richard. Not Schiff. Richard Schiff. Uh, but you're thinking of. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Richard Schiff from The West Wing. He's on, uh, on in Lost World. He's like first time I saw him as a man. Is he the guy that gets eaten in the? He gets eaten by T Rexes. Who's the guy that gets eaten by the T Rexes? Oh, the, the lawyer on the toilet. That's the first. No, one. no, no. The, that's in the second one. Say, that's the first one. Pete wait. No, no. I think it's Schiff. There's a guy that's the yeah. T Rexes are taking apart the van when they're in the camper and he's trying to help them. Yeah, he saves them and then he gets devoured. He gets devoured. Is that Richard Schiff? Yeah. He's a great actor. But you know who you're thinking of? The third one who was great is the guy that ended up dying. He died, um, but he was in uh, Fisher King and... Oh, Michael Jeter. Michael Jeter, yeah. He was in the third one. The Jeet. Michael Jeter, yeah. He's great. Ladies' man. <laughs> was not. Oh. But he's a great actor, actually. So you, f you fancy yourself a fan of animation? I like older animation, and the only reason that it came to mind was because Cartoon Network is screwing with their schedule again, and at 7 o'clock they have Tom and Jerry, and they showed the ones from, like, you know, the 50s, yeah. which is, like, people actually drawing. And I couldn't, I sat there and I was, like, just staring at it, like, wow, that, that really does look pretty. Look at the details in the broom. Well, that was a, that was a great slapstick, too. I mean, they, they, knew how to, they knew how to craft a joke back then. Well, yeah, but they can't smoke in Britain anymore. Tom and Jerry can't smoke oh. in Britain. Oh. Well, they're animals. Were they oh, smoking back then? They smoked in the comic? In the they, strip? They, they, they had them smoking in the cartoons. Yeah. Mm. It was later. And that's, that's unfair because they still let them fist each other. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere to go with that one. No. Um <laughs> An image popped into my head, and I don't want it there. What's uh? What, are there any? Uh, I mean, is, what's what's the most recent cartoon that you've seen that's been worth a damn? Because I know a lot of people like really are into Futurama or King of the Hill or Urat Sukadoji. I don't know what your flavor is. I love Futurama. Uh -huh. I love Family Guy in the first couple of seasons, and. 
the rest, I mean, you know, you turn on Saturday morning cartoons and it's all based on card games that I don't understand. Yeah. Give Pinochle the, the show a chance. It's pretty good. Pinochle. As in the card game? Like you said, it's based on cards. Card it's all the, I'm just, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, well. Like Pete <laughs> um, All right, well, did you, uh, did you, what did you think of the Clerks cartoon? Did you see that? I saw, like, three episodes. So you saw? I've never seen it again. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think it's, I think I rented it once when I worked at Hollywood. Uh-huh. And it was it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of stuff that's a little bit because uh, I mean, I, I mean, you're, you're obviously not going to be cutting edge if you say, "Hey, The Simpsons are good. You should watch it." Because that's there, you know, everybody's seen yeah, it. But they're, they're, they're crap. No, I mean, just animation-wise. I mean, you look at what the animators did yeah. in you know from the 30s to even through the 70s. Yeah, pretty terrible. Still. Yeah, pretty terrible. <laughs> it, it oh, I'm sorry. Form. It was an art form, and yeah. it's such a shame to like click a button and see Shrek dance, and everybody goes ooh and ah. What do you think about the uh, the thing that they did for Scanner Darkly? Rotoscope, rotos- yeah, rotoscoping like in Fire and Ice back in the day. Did you <laughs> I see? Know, f- I yeah. really, I really loved the effect. Yeah, I thought it was really well done, and it. People thought that, you know, the the whole drawing over the... I don't remember how they got the effect in uh, Sin City. But I went with a couple of friends of mine, and they kept saying, oh, it was, it was so distracting because you had that one color standing. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you, it, it's art. Yeah. You're, you're drawing attention to it. And yeah. with Scanner Darkly, it was so, it was so fluid. And it matched it so perfectly that it was like, you know, animation come to life over. You could almost you couldn't tell that there were real people under there. I think I think the next logical step would be to take a real film or like a real cartoon and then have people put skin over it. Don't you hate that? You're having an Alec Baldwin conversation and it gets to always it devolves into Billy Ocean. Yeah, always. And you're talking about William Baldwin, how you were on a... Well, you're sad to see him um, doing a college football show. Yeah, well, I'm not sad for him. I'm proud for him. I, I still don't believe that, actually. Because honestly, if I became, like, really a, a big celebrity, like, mm. where I could do anything... Like Carney Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> I would probably love for a chance to do, like, a baseball show. Yeah. And it's so, like, beneath what you would expect for someone who's, like... You know, doing something film or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Baldwin's just a big college football fan, and he's kind of like enjoying it. Even though you're right, he was. I'm sure he was turning down movie offers to do the show. Nick, my man's career is not too hot right now. Let's just let's just be blunt. It's not too hot, so he's only the second most powerful. I mean, when fan. Daniel Baldwin's working more than you. You know, is he? I mean, is I mean, look, who would have thought it was Alec Baldwin? Who obviously is the the premier Baldwin. He's great. You got Adam Baldwin, who's not even related to them, is like in second place. And then you got <laughs> Daniel. And then you got I'd say Stephen and then and then William Baldwin. Um at a distant at a distant fifth. No no third is this bald wino that lives in Central Park. Then I, I'm not gonna Stephen challenge Baldwin. that. I'm just saying that yeah, Stephen Baldwin a Christian man, a, he, he born again. 
Hmm. He uh, tur- he found he found God. Um, and that, that's no, you know, that's fine. But he he's very very um, adamant about his religion. Very very um, Republican, which is very different than at least a little tad different than Alex. So he's the Republican Christian person in the world. They they he, Alec and he don't see eye to eye. I think on that. On well, Alex is about two inches taller. Has to be. Yeah. In both directions. Alex cooler. Alex the best. Stephen always looked like he had a little salami face. You know. <laughs> uh, is that a technical term? <laughs> he looked like he had a little salami face on him. You know. He's like. It's like he looked like. It looks like Alec Baldwin if Alec Baldwin had salami face. So if Alec Baldwin was eating a sandwich and he went into the fly's telepod. Exactly. Ball, Steve Baldwin would come out. Yeah, so, a salami. Sal- I said salmon or salami? He said salami. Okay, salami face. Yes, if he's eating a salami sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a little, he also has a little bit of a salmon face. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. Not not the prettiest of Baldwins. I'd say I'd ranked it this way. I'd put Adam Baldwin, who's not even related to them, number one. And then I <laughs> put to go, yeah, I put Alec. William. William's the prettiest. Okay, okay. Well, you want to put him in first? Yeah, I mean, he scored China Phillips. Okay, well, I'll put William first, Adam. I put Alec third. Oh, Alec back in the day, he had some he had some, chop, he had some chops. I'd put uh Actually he's got he has a lot of God, numbers. what a fight to the death for ugly between Daniel and Steven. Holy shit. Who Oh my god. I mean that's a tough one. I mean they're both they're both squeezing into a hundred because there's gotta be other Baldwins we can throw up there. And James James Baldwin, the president. Ha- more handsome. I mean Jesus Christ. What are, what is James Baldwin most known for? Let me ask you this. I think he tripped. Up. I think he died while curling his hair. And they're in the same family. William, William, and, and, and Alec. I mean, what was their mom fucking when Stephen and Daniel were conceived? That's what I want to know. Jesus Christ! I think you know. Here's the thing. The, Stephen Ball. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a you know like there's that that. God fat. damn her womb brewed up some ugly shit. <laughs> How did that happen? There's man? a thing about Jamie Lee Curtis. Everybody says she may have had a cock. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an urban legend about Daniel Baldwin was that he was a product of two sperms hitting each other. <laughs> I hope I hope there's an urban legend about Daniel what? Baldwin. <laughs> God damn, I hope so. There's an urban legend that he was the star of Dune. <laughs> urban legend. Getting a third sequel, I think. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jamie Blanks. Who? That was the guy that directed the first one. Man, what's he doing now? That movie's kind of a hit, right? Who was in that? Rebecca Gayhart. Was she the lead? She was a killer, right? She was a killer. Was she? Yeah, I think so. What? A, so she wasn't the lead then. Who was the lead? And, uh, Alicia, and Alicia Witt? Was it Alicia Witt? Or was she in the second one? Oh, Alicia Witt, man. She's a cutie. I put, it, I put her at number one Baldwin. Alicia Witt. <laughs> That was my number one. Number two, she ed- just edged out William. Interesting tidbit about Alicia Witt. Yeah. Wishes she was hosting a college football show. <laughs> she's in that, you know what's funny? She's in that Pacino movie that's coming out. She's actually, I think she has the, the you know, the main woman role in that. That You know, Pacino every once in a while will make a movie that 
I'll sit on the shelves collecting dust for like three years. This is one of them. It's coming out this fall. I don't I know what you're talking about. Exactly. But there's a movie coming out that he's in that he plays, you know, he's running around. Some kind of shit's happening. Screaming. I'm sure he's screaming, yeah. It's Al Pacino, though. That's what he's good for. Interesting note about Al Pacino. Yep. Um, once a good actor. Still a good actor. Yeah. Uh-huh. But not great anymore. No, I mean, he, everyone's he is, always he's good. He's great. I think he's great. I mean, come on. Even the insider is great in Insider. Great in Insider. Great. He's pretty good in Insomnia. Donnie Brasco? Great. Probably probably my favorite of his roles. I never even... Yeah, he was great. I never saw uh, the, the, the remake, um, Insomnia. I saw the original with Silent like, Stars. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, I did like it. It's a, it's a little bit of an odd film, but how, how was uh, the remake? Very good. Yeah. Still not, I love Martin Donovan. He's in it. <clears throat> Martin Donovan's on that show Weeds now with... Uh, uh, what's her face? Mary Louise Park. I really like her. Kevin Nealon, though. I can't handle him. He's great on it. Nick, you would like him on that show. He's very funny. He's good. He's good on the show. I think he, I don't know if you like the show, but Neilan's great on it. And Justin Kirk, who he's kind of never heard of. He's in Angels in America. He's kind of like this buzzed, much buzzed about dude. He's pretty good in that. I heard. Did you hear about that Shatner roast, by the way? Yeah, I did. I didn't George Takei is like I'm Justin Kirk. <laughs> I did hear about that Shatner roast. I think people kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch those roasts. I, I kind of rub. They kind of rub me the wrong way a little bit. Mean spirited. Yeah. I mean that's fine. I just I think they're really mean spirited. It's definitely not the fun. role. Did you guys did you see the David Koresh roast? Uh, Courtney Love was on that one. She got destroyed. Oh, Pamela Anderson. That was horrible. Yeah. Watching her. I, I love that roast. But Andy Dick and 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 Courtney Love really hurt my feelings. Yeah, they really tore in the Courtney. Courtney. Ed Norton, by the way, used to date Courtney Love. Hey, did he upgraded to Salma Hayek? They're not together anymore. Nobody upgraded from Courtney to her. That's a good idea. Selma Hayek is not a bad girlfriend to have. She is. Look, I put her. I put her number one. Baldwin. She's my number one. Interesting fact: not shaved, so you can't. For Frida, she grew out the stash. I'm saying that she's not a bald one. <laughs> that's right. Although she, that's the thing. She qualified. For a while, because she had the hair, yeah. God, they can grow some hair chest in that family. That's some fucked up hair chest. <laughs> hair chest, chest hair. I guess you're would be the talking, right you're term. You're talking about the, the Hayek's. <laughs> she did grow into the mustache. That was. I never saw Frida. Uh, I rented it. I rented Frida. Rent up. Do you think the only reason Edward Norton dated her was for Frida Lay? <laughs> yes, actually. So, who's old Nordy with uh, these days? Do you know? I think like, uh, romance was probably Jessica Biel. Nice, really? I don't know. Nice work, Nordy. She's a she's a nice looking uh, filly. He's a fucking great guitarist. I didn't realize that. Who? Nord Strums. <laughs> Nord. He had the he had the good goatee of the ages in this thing. It was very black. Do you think it was a CGI goatee? No. God, that was a weird goatee. But have you ever? I guess you've never, you've never served in the military. What gave you that impression? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I wasn't either. But I, I got to watch. I, I when they were, I went to the UK and got, to, I went to the army base there, and I got to 
It's cool. Yeah. I got it. It's pretty good. Okay. Do you know who else went to the UK? No. <laughs> what were you going to say? What was that leading to? A, a, a long... <laughs> yeah? CGI. C, I like the CGI. It's T. It's not really... <laughs> what were you saying? I said, do you know who else went to the UK? Who? She's huge there. <laughs> Carney Wilson? <laughs> that's, that's what I like about our show, our podcast, Nick. It's the current jokes. Carney Wilson's fat. <laughs> Nolan Burrell's got a huge cock. Blue Diamond Phillips. God, we were talking about him, weren't we? When we were driving in the rich neighborhoods, we were talking about Blue Diamond Phillips. The great thing about Blue Diamond Phillips is that if you're a casting director, mm-hmm. you need an Asian or a Mexican. <laughs> yes. Do you ever see that movie where he was a Mexican FBI agent went undercover as an agent? Or an Asian... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Bats? <laughs> Remember Thunderheart? Yeah, he was a nice cat. That was <clears throat> that was a good movie, though. Sam, the best thing about it, there's like a funny jump in the trailer. Yeah? There's a scene where somebody jumps funny. Who was in that? Sam Shepard? Sam Shepard. Val Kilmer? Who else? That's it? Graham Greene. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you have to get Graham Greene. Graham Greene might be typecast. <laughs> um, he's not in much man anymore, is he? No, mm. no. Him and West Duty fight for roles. West Duty actually works more. <laughs> no, they fight for roles at the local homeless shelter. Podcast cornering the market in West West Duty Graham Green humor. Hey Nick, this is uh, Patrick Rapole. I just got finished watching the baby sack goodness of the Brood, and I was uh, wondering, uh, what are your guys' favorite David Cronenberg movie, and why? He left out the most important part. It's what's your favorite David Cronenberg film aside from Nightbreed? And he was also in Last Night, which is a good a good film, Cronenberg. Yeah, well, it was uh, Julie Ormond, Sean Connery, Richard Gere. Oh, that was the prequel to that one. <laughs> um, that was the exact opposite. Yeah, thank you. Um, Ormond, eh? Nice. What? Julie Ormond. I never liked her. You didn't? I like Sabrina. I like that movie. Yeah. The Teenage Witch. Alright, so what's your favorite Cronenberg? Uh, you know, film? it's a toss up between Dead Ringers and The Fly. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because they're about equal in my book. Okay. That's my summary. Oh, that's your summary? I, I don't know. I, mine might be, uh, mine might actually be The Fly. Um, my favorite Cronenberg. Although, I, you know, I do like, um, 
A movie that nobody, a lot of people don't like. I like Existence. Fuck yeah. that movie. You don't like it? Yeah. It's horrible. I really like it. But it's not my favorite. What about, um... Spider, uh, no. Not the brood. Video drum's great. What about penis? Uh, see, how, what about penis and scar movie? Oh, crash! Fuck crash! Mm-hmm. I mean, Here, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is how I'll play a little game. I'll, like, uh, I'm gonna identify the, um, <laughs> the, the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say penis on and something for, and you're gonna guess a David Cronenberg movie. So let's do okay. Penis and scar. Yeah, you got crash. that. One. Penis in medicine cabinet. Fly. <laughs> penis on Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Reversal of fortune. <laughs> Jeremy Irons in penis, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what about penis in Maria Bello, huh? That oh yeah, end of history of violence. Um how about Penis under video cassette machine? Oh yeah. Was it but he actually, I mean, I, I haven't, I don't think I've, you know, I don't have that, I've never seen Video Drum, believe it or not. I have it at home, I haven't watched it yet, but is it that, David, or James Woods, um, it fucks the TV on that, right? I mean, that's basically what's happening. He's got some serious 80s hair going on. <laughs> right now? He's got an 80s face in that movie as well. James so, Woods is great, though. A, po- a poker player lately. Now, now it has his own show, Shark, right? Yeah, it's coming out. Um, it's a, I think it's a lawyer show, right? He plays a plays a kind of a plays a sh- you yeah, know, but like he's a called Shark lawyer. Because, like in the middle of every episode, he vomits a license plate. All right, I'm gonna identify. Okay, I'm gonna the Jimmy Woods movie. <laughs> I'm gonna put like a penis plus something, and you're gonna tell me the Jimmy Woods well, movie. He's a member of the hung jury. Penis plus Ted Danson gets shot in the head. That would be blood, or uh, the onion field. Correct, sir. Alright. Um, he gets shot in the lip. Michael J. Fox's penis. Doc Hollywood? No, the hard way. Okay. Remember they're in that okay. together. I, I, okay, I thought you were talking about, is it all James Woods? This is the, yeah, all James oh, Woods. What do you yeah, I mean, I, What do you think I'm doing? I was just thinking because there's a pissing sequence in Doc Hollywood. There is. The hard way. See, I get it. Uh, Michael J. Fox's penis. <laughs> yes. And, uh... uh oh, of course, I could have been trembling hard. <laughs> you know, it's not funny. It I don't is. know why I laughed. I did. Um, alright, let's, let's stop that. So, that, that's our... So that, let's see you had to make a decision between your two favorite Cronenbergs. You can't have a tie. What would you, what would you pick? Between David and Denise Cronenberg? No? I'm going to go with the Dead Ringers. Yeah. I haven't seen that uh, for a very long time. Which I really hope that they use that for Johnny Knoxville's obituary as well. Dead Ringer. <laughs> what, what, what? Who was the woman in that film? Genevieve Bujol? Yeah? I think so. She was also in Last Night. Remember I, I mentioned Maybe, that before? Is it, I think it's Genevieve Bujol. Yeah. She was in last with uh, Cronenberg. She was in last night. Don McKellar film. Yeah, her, and I've Julie talked Armand. about it. Armand's on it. She was in first. She was in first. She's night. in first. Prequel night. to last night. Yeah. You know what's funny about first night that kind of made me mad was that Richard Gere. It's you know it's like a movie about nights, but he looked like he was shot. He shopped at the Gap. 
Like he's walking around and like. You see that thing with him and Julian Armand? Black tea. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was unfair that Connery had double duty as the dragon. <laughs> you thought it was fair? Actually, you know what? It's the not, thing a, is, it's not a very good movie, but I, I kind of like it nonetheless. Uh, I did think it was unfair. You're talking about Dragonheart. Right, that's the movie you're kind of referencing. I thought it was unfair. He got because he got paid scale for that. You know, it was funny because um, when uh, when he was a he got paid boy, scale for that. I, I got it when he was a young boy. Mullerum got reprimanded. Yeah, because he was dragging hard. You're like, get that up, you you voodoo priest. Get that shit up in the air. Carry hearts proudly. You got paid scale and the year. <laughs> Who's this Patrick Ripaul gonna ask us a question about David Cronenberg? Like he, I mean, what's I mean? Did you invite this kind of? I mean, you told him to call the. Yes, voice? this is uh, the first of hopefully uh, uh, many podcast voicemails. I think it's a rude question. Why? I mean, that's kind of a private, personal thing. I mean, what's your favorite Cronenberg film? Hey, back off, bub. What's is that a Canada joke? It's Cronenberg from Canada. And he so is Canada. Yeah, so he's Canadian. Mr. Irene. Is that what they call the geek circles, Mr. Irene? So, so Patrick, Justin says a fly, and I say dead ringers. Let me ask you a question, Justin. Mm -hmm. Let's think of another filmmaker, and what's your favorite their film? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite his film? For let's go somebody obscure, Spielberg. Spielberg. What's my favorite? I mean, I, I love Close Encounters. Of a third kind. I like Jaws. Uh, see, that's tough. That's tough. I love Jaws yeah. as well. No, here's where it's not. Here's here's the test. I defy you okay. to watch Close Encounters without falling asleep. You really don't like it? I love it. I love it. But it's a movie that, that puts me... Oh, it's, it knocks me away. Let me give you... Do I have permission to give you chills right now? <laughs> do, it, do, this, do, 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 Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Mashed potatoes ruined. <laughs> so there you go, Patrick. That's your shit. Okay, so the interview with The Rock follows, and, yeah. what, and what I must ask is that the readers, as a collective, please, please, please call in and leave voicemails. You may ask us questions, you may make statements, you may do whatever you wish. But yeah, please. we have some um, people already have, done, have, have called in, we haven't used everybody. We have a backlog, we have yeah. interviews with folks like Greg Clark and Sam Balkum on the way, we have some voicemails, we have... 
all sorts of neat things. Um, yeah, we got um, a poem. Someone wrote a poem. Yep. Yep. Uh, read the poem to us. Some pieces of Merle wound up on the editing floor. We did Merle's earlier in the show. Yeah. We're going to try to fashion a Merle necklace from them. Hey, Justin, I got a joke for you. Mm-hmm. How do you make an escalator? Steroids. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. So, uh, as we sign off and lead lead into the rock, is there any words of advice you have for our listeners? Steve Murphy's back. <laughs> Fuck. Possibly. He's a cum. You're you're kind of the crusty veteran in this cast, though. Like, like you know, it's like it's funny that like in in a, in a few short years now you're you're the crusty veteran. You got a bunch of kids under you. Was did the relationship that's on screen kind of carry out into the real world a little bit? Um, well, the the the, the real world relationship carried uh, on screen. I'd say I'd say it that way because what I did, um, just in, in the interest of authenticity and in the interest of doing right by Sean Porter. Who, who was watching intensely how, not specifically how my performance was, but specifically how this is going to affect these kids' lives. I mean, he was really concerned about that. You know, him saying, like, listen, I have a concern. I just want to make sure that if you're going to tell the story, you're going to tell it right. You're going to tell it honest and brutal. This world is dark. It's violent. It does end in a positive way. And he goes, I want to make sure that happens. So um, the relationship I had with the kid actors, when we first got together, when we first started shooting, I made sure that they all referred to me as Mr. Porter. Nobody called me Dwayne. Nobody certainly didn't call me Rock. Nobody's playing video games on my watch. We're not all getting together telling jokes. It's none of that. Because that kind of stuff had to be earned. Um, and in talking to Sean, that was that respect that was earned between himself and those prisoners uh, was earned over time. And when you watch the documentary, you watch that unfold. So I wanted to make sure that that happened too. And we shot in sequence, so it made it a little easier to to um, to, to, to get that relationship going with the kids. So by mid-season, you know, things start to gel more on screen. And frankly, that's the way it was off screen as well. All that. There's a rich tapestry of sports films. There's so many you could look yeah. back to. And if you don't do it right... You feel like you kind of let down the people that that's one of the, that's one of the things you know. So a lot of people chart their film life by those movies. Brian's song to Brian's song to bang the drum slowly or whatever. Yeah, I mean all those kind of things. So that's good that you kind of took it seriously and, and approached it as something that's more than just a piece of entertainment because it's a crowd pleasing type movie. Hmm. But it could have very easily been just a crowd pleasing movie. It could have been sure, uh, but at the same time, I, I, when you that documentary, if you stay true to that, then you got a shot. If you stay true to its grit, to its to its honesty, they lost the last game. They got their asses kicked the first game. They cried. One kid died. I mean, there's a lot of things. And uh, you know, in reality, it wasn't Bug who who died, but it was our quarterback who got out two weeks later. He was shot in the head in a drug deal. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. So, so now, not only does it have that type of emotion of a good dramatic story, but then you have that responsibility of a good sportsman. I love sports movies. I, I love them. So I was, I was, and it was important that our football, um, our football owned up and 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 compared to, uh, you know, your Friday Night Lights. That's why we, we, and that's what he did. Phil's like, okay, let me think of all the great. And Phil, by the way, the director, big sportsman, loves sports, loves that type of emotion. Um, uh, I said, okay, well, what football movies are I like in terms of how the football was shot? Uh, you know, from Friday Night Lights, North Dallas 42, how you're in there feeling that. We went and got that football coordinator. Musically, you know, Phil's a big music guy. He's best friends with Bono, so he's, he's done all Bono's stuff. 
how, how am I going to be moved musically? Who's moved me? Remember the Titans. Go get that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so all those things. There's, your name is always the. Anytime there's a big trade break where everybody's always got you rumored for this, rumored for that. It's hard to keep track. You go to IMDb and it's just like it. So, okay, game plan is for sure. Is there anything? I mean, do you have any. Game anything plan is the only one that's okay. absolutely for sure. Southland Tales yeah. uh, will come out at some point in, in January, February. Yeah. Um, as much as we got crushed over in Cannes, it's going to find a home, just like Donnie Darko did. It'll find its, its, its way. Um, you just can't be lazy when you watch that movie. You've got to be like this and always thinking. Um, but, uh, uh, Johnny Bravo, we're still working on that. You know, we just got to, there's things that have to be worked out. That's in the development process of hell. There's Spy Hunter as well. Um, but yeah, the game plan is, is the next one I'm concentrating on. Planning on doing Saturday Night Live again? I would love to. I think maybe for Saturday Night for uh, for Southland Tales, or definitely for Game Plan. I was supposed to do it for this, but they weren't back in time. Right. It's a later premiere. Yeah. So what was that like? Yeah. SNL. Hosting. Oh, it's the best. It's, it's the greatest. I I, I loved it. Um, and uh, look, I was lucky. They asked me back twice, so I I loved it. You had fun. It's live. There's nothing like being live. And you know, on SNL, SNL is great because for me, Saturday Night Live, there's nothing that I, I can't or won't do. Like, there's nothing. You know, that's a great part. You sit down with the writers and like, guys, whatever you can, you can, you can feasibly come up with, as long as it's funny, we're gonna we're gonna knock it out of the park. You know, and you're always surrounded by those really really talented uh, comedic actors who are. And that first time I did it, you look at that cast from. Uh, Rachel Dratch was there, and uh, Amy yeah. Poehler, and mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, and Jimmy Fallon, and Chris Kattan, and, yeah. and uh, what's her name, um, Molly Shannon, uh, Tim Meadows, you know, I mean, that was a strong group. The second time, too, as well, so I look forward to going back. It's, it's, it's a great bunch of people who, who just live for that hour and a half.